following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Philip Sexton with us. Philip, uh, talk a little more about this trade deal uh, with and and get into some of the numbers of it because uh, I think it's pretty interesting how Trump is trying to get the U.S. on better footing in in uh, terms of trading with our immediate neighbors yeah uh you know it's on the the whole nafta deal uh the interesting thing you know why they're they're they they're really not super worried about canada being in the deal uh you know i got these from the actual uh, the census bureau uh you know these are trade numbers uh year to date through the end of june and when you look uh you know, year to date, uh, you know, total trade between the two countries, uh, U.S. and Canada, and then U.S. and Mexico, total total amount of goods and uh, goods going back and forth across the border, kind of similar, but the difference is we've got about an eleven billion dollar trade deficit with Canada year to date versus a 50 or not almost slightly over 40 so 43 and a half billion dollar trade deficit with mexico so four times the amount of trade deficit uh you know when you look at mexico there's a lot of manufacturing that gets outsourced to mexico uh you know a lot of car manufacturing that gets outsourced to mexico uh canada we we actually export a lot more uh goods uh you know, about $20 billion year to date worth of goods to Canada than we do to Mexico. Uh, we do a lot more importing from Mexico. Um, <clears throat> you know, so that's definitely the more, uh, I, I guess, the more uneven trade route of the two Yeah. Uh, to, to work out. You know, and I think that it, you know, if you can get a deal on the table – uh, and I've told Adarsh this at work too. I think that if you can get the t- deal on a table with like Mexico, you know, it, it kind of lays a framework of this is what I'm looking for. This is what we'll negotiate on. 
you know, things like that. You know, because when you look at, at China's numbers year to date, you know, China's the big one. Uh, that's a $222 billion trade deficit year to date. We that we import from China year to date so far through the first half of the year, almost three hundred billion dollars worth of goods, versus exporting to them seventy four billion dollars worth of goods. Right. But that's also when you look at okay, you know, uh, when you start throwing tariffs on things, <laughs> it can hurt them a lot worse we've, than it can hurt us. We've got a bigger gun. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's. Uh, it's always interesting when you when you piece and parcel out these numbers, uh, where things are going actually, you know, and that's I think a deal with Mexico is is a very good uh, framework, uh, you know, to to kind of work with everyone else on. Right. Um, I just looked down this list. It, it we have a big trade deficit with the european union also mm-hmm. yeah the european union the, the total union as a whole uh you know year to date's been 114 billion dollars uh the majority of that 40 of it uh coming from germany actually right you know and then uh let's see you've got germany and then ireland, ireland. 26 billion yeah i don't know what we're exporting from them that's a lot of beer, I guess. I guess that uh, yeah. Irish, <laughs> Irish beer and whiskey. I'm sending them Bud Light. Yeah, it's a fair deal. Right. We'll give you some Bud Light. You give us some Scotch. Yes. <laughs> okay. There's another uh, story here that this is something that we uh, we own a lot of REITs. You're talking about uh, there's an article in Barron's showing how the net new tax plan is a lot is a boon for REITs. It's good for for REITs. There isn't a lot for investors to get excited about under the U.S. new Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, with one major exception: the effective tax rate on real estate investment trust has been ta- uh, slashed. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So. You know, when you look at uh, just in a regular taxable account, uh, a non-IRA account, uh, it's you've got two different types of dividends. You've got qualified and non-qualified dividends. Uh, a qualified dividend would be like a dividend paid from uh, Kraft Heinz or someone like that, where it's just a C corp paying out just a normal everyday dividend. Right. Uh, that is taxed at dividend tax uh, rates, which is the same as capital gains tax. Uh, non-qualified dividends, though, uh, can be taxed at, at income, uh, at your income rate. And when you look, uh, a lot of REIT dividends, REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, uh, are taxed as non-qualified dividends, taxed as income levels. Uh the biggest thing that the new tax law is enacted with these REIT dividends is that you get similar, you know, similar to a, a pass-through company, you get the full twenty percent deduction on that income. So, you know, if you've got a, a hundred thousand dollar portfolio and you've you've got a, uh, you know, you're getting 
5% in terms of dividends on that portfolio, and it's all in REITs, so you're getting $5,000 a year, well, you automatically get to go in and deduct a thousand of it, which is 20% straight off the top before you file a tax return. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's been a huge, uh, help for a lot of REITs because, uh, I think the, the interesting thing it says in here, it says the drop, uh, this drops the top effective tax uh, rate on REIT dividends from 37% uh, to 29.6. You know, and that's that's on the top level. And when you look at uh, for a lot of you know middle class, uh, you know, people that you know work at Toyota, uh, people that you know have worked at IBM their whole lives, you know, just those everyday blue collar people. Uh, for them, instead of paying 20% dividend tax on that money, uh, you're looking at, you know, maybe in the low teens. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, saves you a lot of money in the long run. Uh, a lot of those people though, tend to have their money in, uh, IRAs and qualified accounts. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there are most of the time, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, there are some people uh, that have have gotten inheritance money or something along those lines that mm-hmm. you know may have some in non IRA accounts. Uh, right. There are some people uh, that you know, they they may have just decided, hey, I don't want an IRA and <laughs> put all their money in a in a regular taxable account. Right. Uh, you know that that has uh, that has its pros and its cons when you do that, but. You know, when you're looking at just the overall perspective, ta- taxes. So when you're in a non-qualified account, taxes definitely have to play a factor in your investment decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a uh, definitely made REITs more uh, competitive as an investment decision. Uh, right. You know, although that shouldn't be the only thing that drives your decision, uh, it should also be focused on fundamentals as well right stay with us you're listening to the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap this high stakes political battle the fight fight for america's soul we gotta fight like hell to shift the balance take control of the house take back the senate of power power that's what the election is about updates on the midterms back and forth until november on news radio 630 wlap hi this is tom dupree jr Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? If you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, dupreefinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. And someone buys 
Another round and wherever drinks are free What's made Milwaukee famous Has made a fool out of me Back on the Tom Dupree Show The bull market could ruin your retirement All right, Philip, talk a little bit about that That's... uh, Something that uh, it's it's kind of a matter of optics. People see all this money in their account and they think they're doing great. And yet they're looking at gains in order to fund their lifestyle. And, uh, you know, that could be elusive. Yeah, and that's uh, this article. You know, I printed it, too. Uh, sometimes it's always better to hear things from multiple sources because, you know, Mike has, has touched on that uh, – sequence of returns as right. he calls it and that's what this article i feel like it touches on very well it, it starts talking about uh you know the the s&p and the and the dow let me find it in here consider that since 2009 returns on the s&p 500 index have averaged 15 percent annually versus 10 percent over the past 90 years uh after accounting for inflation morningstar is forecasting virtually no gains for U.S. stocks over the next decade. Now, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Right. You know, I don't have a crystal ball. Morningstar doesn't have a crystal ball. But I can tell you that things do tend to revert to some sort of mean over a long period of time. Yep. You know, if if the stock market went another decade of 15% annual returns, I'd hate to see where interest rates were after that. Right. Uh, They'd probably be back in the 80s level because it means you'd have inflation – going crazy yeah uh but when you look at things like that and you say okay you know if if you get into a market where you get two or three kind of rough years you know 2000 to, to 2003 uh you know those three years in there you had three negative return years in the s&p 500 the problem is if you're relying solely on your investments appreciating in value and liquidating those investments, the the gains to fund your retirement, then you're relying on something to happen immediately. You're relying on the price to appreciate immediately when you when you decide to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you uh, we we ran a hypothetical scenario that if you retired in 2000, taking a five percent withdrawal rate, you know you. <laughs> The, the first three negative years hurt you enough to where, and you throw in 2009, those four negative years since 2000, you know, in, in 18 years, you've had four down years. They've right. hurt you sig- to enough to where your portfolio is almost half or a little less than half of what it originally was. So now your withdrawal rate is 10%. Right, and you—that's a very hard withdrawal rate to impossible. Uh, versus if you just waited to two thousand and three, right, to start retirement, you you had one down year in eighteen years, two thousand nine. But you know the next few years were great after that, so you're above where you were. So now your withdrawal rates like three percent or something like that. That's where when you're relying on growth. <laughs> you're you, it's it's kind of like a coin flip mm-hmm. you know and that's what that's what we we uh try to take take out of the equation 
You know, we we like to see we like to see appreciation and value of what we invest in just as much as the next guy. Right. Don't get me wrong. But what we want to see more so than anything is that company continue to make at least the same amount of profits and continue to pay at least the same amount of dividends that they pay. Right. You know, because if they can do that, we can build a portfolio, hopefully, that is producing enough income to meet your expenses in retirement. Yeah. And if we're able to do that, then 2001, 2002, or 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2009 don't necessarily kill you. Right. You take the, you take the sequence of returns out of the equation. And on the flip side, if we can't produce enough income in your portfolio to meet your expenses, we'll tell you. You know, that's the yeah. that's where you want a person that's gonna be honest with you. Yeah. If if you if you come to us and you say, Hey, these are my expenses, this is my portfolio and we can't make it work, we're gonna say, You might not want to retire yet. That's right. You know, it's it <laughs> it's better to tell you that and to prepare you because retirement is a very scary step for yep. a lot of people. And if you uh, step into it blindly, uh, right? You you don't know. I mean, you could end up upside down. Exactly. You know, and it's not like you can uh, retire for fifteen years, burn through your portfolio, and turn around at you know, let's say you retired at sixty, and turn around at seventy-five, and expect to just be able to step back into the workforce. Right. That's. That's a fool's errand right there. So you talk about the big payoff uh, from working a few extra exactly. years. Exactly. So let's let's get into that. That was a non. Uh, I wasn't even thinking about that. That's a good transition right there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this article was from Bloomberg, uh, written by uh, Carolyn Hamovitz. Uh It's. Uh, about this story, this guy at the beginning, it says, uh, when he turned 65 in 2013, Lee Kloss never considered a retirement party. Instead, he continued doing pretty much what he's done for years, setting out from Portland, Oregon, in his freight line, uh, Freightliner 18-wheeler and hauling loads of packaged food and consumer goods across the U.S. That way, Kloss was able to keep the money flowing and ultimately collect a bigger social, uh, social security check. And it goes on, he says, I still enjoy driving and the adventures of this job, and I'm not wealthy. Uh, says Klaus, who took about 25000 last year and had no retirement savings plan, but for the past three years has received roughly 1700 a month from Social Security. Uh, he started taking it at age 62, looks like. Uh, no, it, I, yeah. He's 65. Well, that was in 2013. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he waited. Until uh, he was 66. Yeah. And so what, what he did, you know, and that's what we tell a lot of people, you know, it, it's, if you, if you like what you do, don't stop, don't stop, you know, because ultimately that's it. When you do decide to retire, you're that much more comfortable. Yeah. You, you've compounded the earnings in your portfolio, uh, the income production in your portfolio. And sounds morbid, but 
the less years it's got to last you too. That's right. Oh, and that's where really when you when you look at things, it's it's it all comes down to making that money last. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like I said in the last article, we focus on the income because we're trying to trying to make it last as much as we can. You know, if you can do that, and you know, if a person is physically able, mentally able, and likes their job, you know, it, it cuts the years down, right? And it grows the income over time. It actually, it's got another story in here. Uh, it says, uh, uh, Leon LeBurk, financial manager at uh, LJPR in Troy, Michigan. Uh, so he recently persuaded a 65-year-old salesman to work for two more years. By staying employed until 67, he could add $48,000, which is two annual contributions of 24000 to his 401k retirement plan, let his existing savings of about 450000 keep growing, delay receiving Social Security so his check would be 16% larger, because benefits bump up by 8% for every year you postpone filing until age 70 uh, when you're required to start. And uh, the client actually, uh, it, it, by those calculations, uh, LeBurk says that it gave him about 2000 more in retirement savings. Right. 200000 more in retirement savings. That's good. You know, those are the kind of people you want on your side in retirement. Uh I've never met this man, but it seems like he he reminds me similar to what we do. You know, yeah. Our goal is to have your best interest at heart. Our goal is to look at your retirement and tell you what you need to do. Right. Whether it's good or bad, you know, you're going to hear what you need. You know. That's right. We're going to tell you the honest truth, and that's the that's as important as anybody blowing smoke at you and telling you this or that we're going to tell you what you need or what we think you need stay with us it is the tom dupree show with philip sexton's news radio 630 wlap as a marketer you want to reach everyone adults teens millennials but it's not like these groups all hang out in the same place right actually wrong they're all right here listening to radio commercials just like this one Radio ads connect with 93% of Americans every week. That's more than Google, more than Facebook, more than TV. In fact, radio reaches 20% more millennials than TV. Want more of the people you want to talk to all in one place? You want to get to iHeartMedia.com and get AMFM working for you. It's fall in Kentucky, so make the most of it. Enjoy all Kentucky has to offer at one of our 49 state parks. Hit the fairways at one of our championship golf courses and book a room in a relaxing lodge. Explore hundreds of miles of hiking and mountain biking trails. Camp or fish at more than 30 breathtaking lakes. The adventures you can have here are endless. Plan your fall getaway now. Visit parks.ky.gov. The 2018 Global Citizen Festival coming to New York's Central Park today. And iHeartRadio will be there to bring it to you live with performances by Janet Jackson. This is Janet Jackson. The Weeknd, Sean Mendez. Join me at Global Citizen Festival. Cardi B, Janelle Monet, John Legend, and more. Together. Together we can be the generation to end extreme poverty. End extreme poverty. Sign up to join the movement at globalcitizen.org. Watch live on MSNBC and hear it on iHeartRadio today at 4 p.m. In a confrontation captured on video Friday in the halls of Congress, 
Two women confronting Arizona Republican Senator Jeff Flake as he entered an elevator, telling him they are victims of rape and urging him to change his support for the confirmation of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. One of the women, Anna Maria Archila, telling ABC News. We went there because we felt very strongly, as do millions of women across the country, that we cannot be repeating the cycle of condoning sexual violence by ignoring the stories of survivors. After speaking with his Democratic colleague on the committee, Flake called on members to pause the vote for a week until an FBI investigation into the sexual assault allegation can be complete. The vote now set for Friday. The death toll in Indonesia now soaring past 380. Most of them, officials say, were killed after a tsunami followed a massive 7.5 magnitude earthquake. And hundreds have attended the funeral of an 11-year-old Palestinian boy, the youngest killed by Israeli gunfire in six months of protests. Michelle Franz and ABC. We'll see a nice start to your weekend, and it looks like that trend will continue into your Sunday as well. Mix of sun and clouds prevailing this afternoon, and it's a nice fill out there. True fall fill. Temperatures only topping out in the upper 60s and lower 70s. As we look ahead for tonight, we are calm and cool. Mostly clear skies will prevail as lows drop off into the lower 50s. For your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP, I'm WKYT meteorologist Chris Johnson. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that furthered your career and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors, all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? To find out more, text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Start your online MBA, information management, or business analytics master's program from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the W.P. Carey Business Graduate Programs online. Text PROUD to 79645. That's P-R-O-U-D to 79645. Renowned medical correspondent and endurance race champion, Bob Arnott, MD. People ask me, how do you keep competing at the age of 70? Healthy living is important, but so is pain relief. If you have pain, you can't train. So I'm thrilled I discovered Salon Pass Lidocaine Plus. This unique topical pain reliever contains two safe and effective anesthetics. Nothing has worked better for me. Salon Pass Lidocaine Plus, cream or roll-on. 630 WLAP. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly. They're flying high over that old rainbow. Back on the Tom Dupree show. You know, Philip, it's just a numbers game, the the whole investing thing. I mean, we are involved in retirement investing, which is investing with a purpose. You know, we we have to understand that what we're investing for is for people and their living expenses and 
uh, we'd like to try to produce income from dividends, which is a more reliable way to do it than uh, than from uh, uh, growth. Mm-hmm. Growth can be unreliable. Yeah, very much so. And it's yeah, you you called it. It's it's numbers, <laughs> you know, and and. That's the greatest thing is numbers don't lie. Numbers right. can't lie. And that's why I like numbers, actually. Uh, you know, you, you, you balance the equation. It's, you, you take expenses and you make them create, you make income to equal those expenses. Yeah. Ultimately, you want the end result income minus expenses to be zero or greater. If you can do that, then you can possibly retire. Right. If you can't do that, don't retire. Yeah. It's uh you know, there there are people that do that do retire and the income they produce doesn't meet their expenses. Uh man was meant to keep working, uh to keep being productive. That's the way people are designed and and built. Yeah. I'll never forget there was I used to work out at uh, the Toyota gym uh, with the old high school uh, buddy of mine, and there was there was this old uh, older well older gentleman in there, uh, but he looked like great shape. He he honestly he looked like he was early forties, but he was actually mid fifties. And we were talking. I was like, "Yeah, how long you been with Toyota?" And he said, "You know, over twenty five years." And this was five or six years ago. I said, "Well, heck, you're getting pretty close to retirement, then, aren't you?" And he said, "He said I, I ain't, I ain't gonna retire." And I said, "Well, why not?" And he said, "You just die earlier." Yeah. And that resonated with me because, in a sense, <laughs> there's some truth to that. Right. You know, a lot of like you said, man was designed to work. You know, we were put we we were put on this earth and one of our functions on this earth was to work and cultivate the earth. Mm-hmm. And when you stop doing that, you've got to have something else to do. Right. You know, that you may not necessarily call work, but it's something. Yes. You know, f- go fishing. You know, people, people fish a lot. My, my wife's uncle and her papa, they fish a ton. You know, but they've got something to occupy their hands and occupy their mind. Right. If you can't occupy those two, they deteriorate just like every other muscle in That's your body. That's right. And when your mind deteriorates and your hands deteriorate, you're gone. Yep. That's scary okay. stuff. There's a better way to fund a college education. Talk to me about this. Okay. So I printed this article out of Barron's uh now, a lot of, you know, I'm going on 28 years old, so a lot of my friends are the same age, and, and a lot of my friends have children. And this is actually probably the most common question I get is, hey, you know, what should I do for my child, you know, college college fund? Yeah. And, you know, this article starts talking about, uh, so I'll just I'll just jump into it. It's written by Karen Hube out of Barron's. Uh, After inheriting a considerable sum of money, an elderly matriarch of a New England family decided 
that the best thing she can do for her clan's younger generation was to establish savings for their college education. But she encountered a common dilemma. Should she fund tax-free 529 plans or forego their generous tax benefit and create a trust to cover educational costs? Uh, in the end, she did what many wealthy families are doing these days. She chose the trust. The reason? Flexibility. Uh, when you look at a 529 plan, uh, most 529 plans, they, there's like a, a maximum that you can put into them. Uh, for most of them, it's about 300000 over the life of the plan. It grows tax-free, uh, comes out tax-free if it's used for educational expenses, education-related mm -hmm. expenses. Uh, in the 529 plan, you have a very short, very limited uh, set of options that you can invest in. You know, just a set of mutual funds, basically. Uh, you don't necessarily have to create a trust. Uh, you know, you can, there are other, you know, UGMA, UTMA, just regular non-qualified individual accounts, uh, mm -hmm. joint accounts to where you're both named on the account. But the biggest thing is you get the flexibility of investment choice, but you also get the flexibility uh, for tax purposes and withdrawal purposes. Uh, you know, because if you're, let's say that your child at eight, you know, you, you put all this money in when they're two years old, you can't sit there and tell me, you know, 16 years later, what your child's going to want right. to do. You know, right. 18 years, 18 years goes by and your kid looks at the work dynamic and says, hey, every plumber in central Kentucky is 60 years old, and there are no pe there are no people in my area that want to go into plumbing. Yeah. You actually got a pretty smart kid right there. That's right. <laughs> He's going to learn how to be a plumber because it doesn't matter how good technology gets. In my lifetime, you're always going to need a plumber. That's right. Uh, you know, so they, they go and they maybe take like a $2,000 certification class or something and then they start an apprenticeship well now you've got all this money that you put in there and you're like okay what do i do with it now mm -hmm. well it's it's not tax it's not tax free when you take it out because there's no more educational expenses right uh you know at least with this you could say okay well here's a hundred thousand dollars little jimmy um you know buy your buy your tools <laughs> you know buy your tools buy you a truck truck you know, get yourself set and ready to go. I'm not saying that everybody is, uh, you, you shouldn't do 529 plans because your kid's not going to go to college. But I'm also saying that sometimes there are other things other than just going to college. Mm -hmm. You know, college doesn't necessarily um, set you up for a better future right. all the time. You know, I look at. It did you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got a finance degree, and then you came to work. Yeah, with us, and I had a plan. That's right. You know, I've got I've got a buddy that he went and he did welding certification, and he works for his dad's business as a, a body body shop repair. Yeah, you know, that's I've got a I've got another buddy that did HVAC certification. Mm -hmm. You know, he does HVAC repair. It, it, it's I don't want to say not everybody's cut out for college. Right. But in a sense, 
not everybody's cut out for college. Yeah. If everybody went to college and everybody got the same kind of degrees, then you're going to have people that were trained in finance trying to fix your electrical system. That's right. It doesn't work out too well. That's right. You know, there's there's so many people in the world and so many different jobs in the world. And some people are better with their hands and some people are better with their minds. Uh, yep. It's kind of what I want to leave it at there before I, I say something too politically incorrect or something like that. <laughs> well, go ahead and say it. I, I, <laughs> I don't really know. It before. You know, and and all right, that that's what the other thing I'm gonna say is: what if your kid's just plain stupid and says, "Hey, I don't want to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a bum." Yeah. You know, I've seen that happen too. Yeah. And <laughs> the last thing you want to do is be paying taxes on money that your that, kid's bumming from you. Yeah. You know that that's and that's what you would be doing in a 529 plan. Exactly. Because you were putting it away tax free, just like an IRA. And you're taking it out taxable now. Yeah. So. That is the political incorrectness for the day. There you go. <laughs> Insider trading's odd couple, the Goldman's banker and the NFL linebacker. What's this all about? Oh, it's just a, I just think it's kind of a cool story about insider trading. You know, it's uh, it's kind of, a lot of people know about it. Uh, the linebacker, he's playing for the Seahawks now, but he was, on the Eagles Super Bowl team. Uh he got in trouble for insider trading. Uh there was a a kid that graduated Harvard, worked for Goldman Sachs. Um you know, he was a he was a banker for him uh that he kind of got linked in with. And it kind of goes on so it says uh Michael Kendricks who was Seattle he's works he plays for Seattle now. Um you know, he got drafted in the second round a uh, few years ago, and he got he signed a uh, four-year, almost $5 million contract. Uh, it talks about how he always worried about money because uh, he, he said, you know, a million dollars growing up when you're a kid, a million dollars seems like everything, uh, right. but you can see how fast it goes away when, you, when you're grown. And the other thing is, is in the NFL, you have about – Three years of potentially good uh, money-making years for the average player, right? Uh, you know, because you've got injuries and other things. So he was always doing uh, side gigs and things like that. Well, he uh, got tied up with this uh, banker, <laughs> and I think the interesting story. Domalair Sanoki. Yes, uh, the interesting story is is so they met at a, uh, I guess it was a party or something. And uh, that's how they got linked up. Well, he texts Kendricks and said, "Hey, let's meet up." And they meet at uh, they meet at Goldman Sachs. Uh, so here, here it is. They met hours later in the shadows of the Goldman Sachs skyscraper by the Hudson River in Lower Manhattan. Three days later, Kendricks paid eight hundred and fifty dollars for uh, Sunoki to take a luxury car to a nightclub in uh, York, Pennsylvania. The next morning at Kendrick's apartment in Philadelphia, a Charles Schwab brokerage account was opened in his name, and a note was written on his phone for four letters, CPWR. It was a stock symbol for Compuware Corp., a Detroit-based software maker, and Goldman client. Sinoki's team was advising on a buyout. 
The next week after Kendricks deposited 80000 into the new account, he texted, Yo, so the 80 is there. Nah, Sanoki responded as if they were talking about his Eagles jersey. You should keep number 95. So then a few days later, uh, uh, in his uh, downtown Manhattan apartment, Sanoki bought $22,000 worth of CompuWare call options, a way of betting the price would go up. So when you buy a call option, you're, you're betting that right. the price is going to go up and you sell the option. Uh, then, uh, he bought 30,000 more, uh, a day or so later. So it goes on and says, it's not a great idea for anyone who get, who wants to get away with insider trading, making such a trade so close to a takeover is like trying to rob a bank a few doors from a police station <laughs> <laughs> because the suspicious timing and staggering profits are red flags to investigators who comb through stock market transactions. Right. So the SEC has people. Anytime there's a takeover, that go in and look at every transaction dating up to that takeover, right? You know, and look for suspicious activity, similar to the IRS, where they look for suspicious activity in, in taxes or something like right. that. Right. Um, <laughs> this this threw up, you know, forty two red flags for them. Uh, they started digging into it. They realized that these two were connected, and they realized that Sanoki worked for Goldman Sachs, and was on the team that was advising CompuWare yeah. they cl- on the potential buyout. They, they closed the loop on them pretty quick. Yeah. And <laughs> the interesting thing, and it, it goes on, uh, he says, uh, in Kendrick's statement, he says, I deeply regret it. I invested my money with a former friend of mine who I thought I could trust, who I greatly admired. His background as a Harvard graduate, and an employee of Goldman Sachs gave me a false sense of confidence. So, the other thing that this does, sadly, is it puts a yet another black mark on the investment business, the investment industry. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes us all look bad, right. like untrustworthy, used car salesman type people, right? And that's where, you know, and I've said this a, a couple of times. I don't think I've ever said it on the radio, though. But you know, if you're if Come you're on, nearing retirement and you're you're you don't have an advisor and you think that you need an advisor, you know, now's the time to start building a relationship with someone. Right. You know, it, people say, "Hey, you've got time to make mistakes when you're young." Well, the same goes true with picking an advisor. You, you, you've got, if you do it early enough, you've got time to find the right one. Right. Build that relationship, build that trust. So that way you've got someone that can say, hey, you need to work an extra couple of years. Right. Hey, you're not producing enough income. Hey, you're good to go. That's you know, let's, let's dive in and can be there for you when you're going into retirement. You know, Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton. News Radio 630 WLAP. The news you want to know. The testimony that we heard yesterday. Three witnesses denied any knowledge of the event. Think about that fact. Stay in the know. We set the vote today. The entire country is watching now. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree Jr. Do you understand your retirement savings and investments? Do you know how much you can reasonably expect to take from them after you retire without diminishing the principal? 
you haven't thought about these things, you should because they can affect how long your money may last. At Dupree Financial Group, we've been following things like this for some time. Our goal for our clients is to make their investments produce income for them from dividends and interest without diminishing their principal. If you'd like a free consultation about your retirement investments, give us a call at 859-233-0400. We'll give you an honest assessment of what we think your investments will produce for you in retirement. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400, dupreefinancial.com, and the Tom Dupree Show Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP. 630 WLAP. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Well, I busted Flatten Baton Rouge, heading for the train. Feeling nearly faded as my jeans. Old Bobby thumbed the diesel down just before it rang. Lord, took us all Back on the Tom Dupree Show. One of the things that we try to try to convey to people is that there can be lots of uh, lots of obstacles in your way towards hitting a, a good retirement. Uh, often, many people in the industry tell you, oh, go ahead and retire. Just buy an annuity. You'll be fine. Now you're putting all your trust in the ability of a life insurance company to deliver you what you need in order to uh, have a good retirement. Annuities offload the risk of your retirement from you and your investment plan onto an insurance company, which is highly paid in order to execute an investment plan that will hopefully work for you. It may not work for you and that you'll be finding that out after the fact. The other, the other thing that you're putting a lot of faith in there is the United States economy to remain at a very low level of inflation, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, basically stagnant for your, your retirement lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, an annuity Unless you've got some kind of crazy rider that you're paying a lot of extra money for in the contract, uh, when you annuitize that, it's a set payment yep. for the remainder of your lifetime. And if it's, you know, if you've got it set up to where it's a thousand dollars a month for the remainder of your lifetime, and your expenses are a thousand dollars a month, you've got no leeway. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, and I've I've seen it. I can guarantee you that that electric bill ain't going to get any cheaper no. for the remainder of your life uh, unless you feel like freezing and, and sweating the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> water bill, uh, well, I don't know. There could be something crazy and we all get free water or something. Who knows there? That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, if taxes would kill you then. Um, you know, you've got all these bills that are never going to go away. Right. And... So that what you've got to have, not only do you have to have an income stream, but you've got to have the ability to protect its its purchasing power, its <laughs> ability to continue to meet your expenses over time. You know, it's it's fine 
setting it up and it meets your expenses right off the bat. But what about 10 years down the road? Yeah. That's the thing. What we're trying to do is we're trying to produce that income that has the chance to go up over time. You know, if a company produces a product or a service that is used every day, more people use it 10 years from now, then they're making more money. They can pay a bigger dividend. Mm -hmm. uh, it's basically the same thing the life insurance company is doing, except they're keeping all the excess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it is that we'll give you a thousand and we'll keep the other 500. Right. That's what they're doing with an annuity is giving you a fixed payout forever. And that's what happens also if you take the fixed payout on a pension rather than the lump sum. Uh, we try to put you in a position to increase your payout over time if you can grow your assets and your dividend and your income over time. Yep, and it's you've got to be uh, extremely careful. Like I said, you when you jump into retirement – and you've waited that long to make the decision, you can't really afford to be wrong at that point. Right. That's you know. true. You know, if you are interested in talking to somebody, a financial advisor, someone that might be able to um, help you, we've been in the business uh, for quite some time. I've been in the investment business for 40 years. We have a good staff at Dupree Financial Group, and we will go over your options with you and look at what you've got set aside, look at what you're, what, when you're thinking about retiring or what your needs are going to be, and put together a plan for you. This is what we do on a daily basis. Um, we also research thoroughly every security that we uh recommend for our clients we do a significant amount of research on not only the securities that we're investing in but our clients also we ask you to tell us as much as you can about your situation and how we can be of, of help to you so it's it's a pretty good situation um you give us a call at 859-233-0400 or email us at info at .com and set up an appointment. It's complimentary. doesn't cost anything at all. So I appreciate you listening today. Philip, good job. Thanks for having me in. Yep. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. Go Cats. I think we're... Gonna win this one again today and go five and zero. Oh. So you've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's News Radio six thirty WLAP.